This is the Delivery Space podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change or transformation, we've got some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of project delivery and bring you those insights and experiences that you don't get from a book. Welcome, it's Sharon and Nisha. This is episode number seven on creating understanding through differences. Nisha, good morning. Good morning, Sharon. How are you doing? Really good, thank you. This morning, we have got a lovely friend of mine joining us, Charles Louis. Welcome, Charles Louis. How are you? I'm doing great, Nisha. And hi, Sharon. Thank you really for having me uh, today. It's lovely for you to join us and so early on a Sunday morning when you could have been lying in. So, you know, uh, we really appreciate it. True. You know, and at the same time, I'm thinking that for you, because I'm I'm in Belgium, so for you, it's one hour earlier. So I, I could still get my Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I think we'll have a good chunk of it left. Yeah. And now that I've had my, I've got my caffeine and show, so Sharon, yeah. we're, we're good to go. So guys, let me tell you a little bit about Charles. Bringing people together is something that lives on through Charles Louis' workshops and training. I know because I've been part of some of his workshops and have had the benefit of them. Whether they take place online or on-premise, Charles Louis facilitates workshops and learning experiences that focus on high participation, on learning by doing and verifying that the concepts are integrated. Charles Louis lives online learning activities to ensure people get a chance to practice their understanding of the new concepts. He is also a skilled visual facilitator. You can see him in action on your LinkedIn feed to make sure you follow him. He loves bringing people in contact with the power of visual thinking, of getting back to our roots and using pen and paper to bring people closer together. Charles Louis is what I affectionately call a super connector. What better way is there to give meaning to what we say than to draw and to make our thoughts explicit? When we add visual information to what we're saying, suddenly our intention becomes much more precise and we can begin to work on a shared understanding. Welcome, Charles Louis, again, and we hope to have an awesome session with you. Thank you, Nisha, for this wonderful information, uh, introduction. And I'm already looking forward to the conversation, already the, the, the background conversations that we had, the backstage conversation we had were great. So this is going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Charles Louis, one of the things that myself and Nisha uh, frequently talk about is creating safe environments. Mm. So when we're trying to uh, draw out the best from people, they feel comfortable, they are open and they're honest, even when they have differences. So what we're keen to know from your experience is in your workshops and training, what kind of techniques do you use to create those safe experiences for people, um, you know, to really feel comfortable enough to share their differences? Mm, thank you. That That's a great question, Sharon. And Maybe the way that I'm going to answer is, uh, in one way, I don't like explicitly do a module, let's put some safe space. Because mm. in a way, 
um, if I would say, okay, you know, first we'll do something to create some safe space, it kind of will put people in a situation where they might think, okay, is there no safe space? So, you know, it might sometimes do the opposite or require to do much more work than what is needed. I think the, the key thing um, to maybe create that safe space is to let people know that they're all here for a reason. They might have different reasons, but there is still one specific goal. I mean, it, whether it's a workshop or even a meeting, well, we might have different perspectives, but we're still here going to share half a day, a full day, or, you know. And I think the best way to do this is just through conversations. So I would have uh, people maybe talk about, hey, you know, like, uh, we are here maybe at a project kickoff. Great, doing a fantastic project with let's say 30 people and whether it's online or in person we can have conversations i would put people in breakout and say hey let's share for a few minutes your role or how you view this project mm -hmm. so i would definitely mm -hmm. ask everyone to to say their stuff but i would do it in small breakouts like mm -hmm. not more than three people to make sure that yeah. everyone gets to talk yeah. yeah, and I think that's um, that's a really um, important point that you've picked up on there because you said that you do it in small groups. Mm. So I'm guessing that's what makes people feel comfortable, feel confident, because we've all been there, right? Where sometimes you're in a large group <laughs> of 20 yeah. and you're thinking, I'm not really comfortable to share my opinion. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a key takeaway for me about having a smaller group. Yeah, so and exactly, you. Sharon. And I would even add to that because indeed this big project kickoff, the, the thing that I usually see happening is that the head project head honcho or, you know, would then stand in front of the room and then start talking for 20 minutes 30 minutes and the longer we wait for people to having an informal chat with one another the harder it will be to bring everyone together so Ooh, I, would, I like it, it yeah. so so basically cut down the intro time to it make that short snappy and concise right yeah i, I would even go to that person and say hey before you do your intro Let's have people talk about it. Yeah, but I have made my 56 slides and so on. And I, I can totally understand that. But if you want to do a project kickoff, if you want to, do, to have people working with you and being aligned, maybe it's best to have them talk together because at some point they will need to talk to one another. They will need something from the other person. And, oh, I met that person in the, in the kickoff. I remember we had a chat. That doesn't happen mm. when one person starts telling their story in front of, of 30 people. Very true. It's very true. And like what you're describing, it's less about one person getting in front of the group and more about how the teams are interacting so they mm. feel comfortable. So yeah. brilliant. Yeah, thanks. And, and, and there's even a lot that we can learn. I mean, uh, the last few years, the, the liberating structures, for instance, have had uh, gained a lot of, of popularity. Uh, and, and in a way, it's finding a structure. It doesn't have to be like an official liberating structure, but finding a way to get people to talk. And mm. another way to flip Project Kickoff to is, would be to have like a celebrity interview. Like have everyone prepare questions for the project head whatever, 
um, head person, and uh, and then uh, yeah, that person wouldn't have to prepare any slides, but they would have to answer questions from the people. I, Ooh, love I like that. that. that <laughs> yeah, is such I've a good... never used that. I've wanted <laughs> yeah. to use that. Sharon, we can take that away. Definitely. And definitely apply that, right? Yeah. I can definitely see that working in, in the environments that we work in, Nisha. So mm. I'm taking that away today, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Charles, working in the delivery space, you want to get like to a unified conclusion, mm. right? And that's so and that's often what you're aiming for. But based on what we've just said, is that always helpful? Huh. <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't say always. Um, mm. I think I think the important thing is to at least, you know, working towards a, a, a certain conclusion is one thing. But then again, it's important to know when, I mean, um, if I'm preparing a workshop or a session or if I'm working on a product, and especially in the delivery space or even, I mean, agile movement, it's all about, yeah, we've got this goal, but we're ready to inspect and adapt throughout the way. Mm. And having the same thing for our meetings could be fantastic because we could all start a day say, okay, this is our objective. By the end of the day, we want to have achieved this. But then suddenly we notice that, let's take something which is totally um, irrelevant right now. Uh, in our team, we've got, five people from Ukraine mm. oh well maybe just the fact of seeing how we can deal as a group with that and with the uncertainties that are related to that will get more important instead of the um, the objective that we drew out two weeks ago yeah and I think it's really key that we give ourselves the space to adapt another thing is what I really focus on is to cut down the agenda as much as possible. You talk about delivery space. Well, let's talk about creating space. It's in that space that people can actually do that creativity. Mm. And that means that you have to put often as a leader, your personality aside, your needs aside for a little bit, whilst those that are actually closest to the work yeah. can can create that um create either solutions or create a path forward whatever you're trying to address at that point i like that um i like the fact that you're saying is cut the agenda down because people that you're working with will drive the agenda to a big extent you just need to be able to be a, a wily facilitator yeah. to see that right and i think what is key as well is to you know, as a as a main leader or facilitator or um, as a, a sponsor, let's let's say mm. sponsor of that meeting, a workshop. It's important to set the frame right. These are the mm. stuff that we can talk about, but this this won't change. And let's not go that way because this is something beyond our control. Mm. And again, it's about creating the space where okay, this is where the conversation can go. And we make sure that we this has already been decided. There's no way of coming back to that. Mm. Mm. I think that's um, that is definitely something to keep in mind, isn't it? Creating that space, mm. setting out the stall so people know we can be open, you know, and uh, talk freely with one another. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Louis, you touched on something earlier around uh, the facilitator. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm really keen to understand. So as a facilitator, how do you kind of get out of the way in terms of you kind of putting your desires and outcomes, you know, onto the team? How do you step aside to, as you've discussed, give them the space to, to drive things forward? Yeah, but it's it's a great question, Sharon. And to me, it's all about the relationship between me, the sponsor, and the group. Usually, it's not the facilitator that decides that, okay, we will have a workshop or we will have a session on this day. It comes from a desire from a sponsor and or maybe a group. So basically, it's their desire. And I think the first thing is to have preparation time that means a slot a time where with a sponsor and maybe some key people from the group we can talk okay you know what do we want to achieve on that day because you know earlier on um, uh, Nisha was saying about the people closer to do the work being able to to mm -hmm. have some more input on stuff so they are the people who need something from me and the only thing that I can do is create a space for that to happen and I, I, I'm really inspired by people like Francis Lanaman or even by Tiagi who use these kind of frames or frame games to really have the space. So I would usually just like with one question have then people talk and then come back mm -hmm. and then based on the, on the input from their conversations we can then move forward. Um, an important thing as well for facilitators in order to really be as as a servant or you know uh, to offer a service to the group is to make use of breaks strategically mm. uh, say tell say us more, more. <laughs> yeah tell us more we're keen to know more about that one well basically when um when the work is being done i mean when people talk or work on stuff um it's a bit like schrodinger's cat we don't really know which direction it goes. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with Schrodinger's cat, it's something to do with quantum physics. I won't go into that uh, here. But it's, it's really about, we only know what will happen when the people will come back from their breakout or from their group discussion. And then usually it's time for, to call for a break. They will go for a break and then I can discuss with the sponsor or with a few key people, okay, based on what we talked about, what would be the best course of action to help us reach the objective. And I think as a facilitator, in the breaks is when we do the most of our work because it's about adapting the agenda. It's about being flexible in our facilitation and not stick to the plan, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. And I, th I think that is... Um important to note isn't it that yes you you set the parameters for the day and you may have an agenda mm. but like you said it's a dynamic situation so mm. we need to respond dynamically yeah. also and read the room I guess understand what people are wanting from us yeah exactly because maybe in some of the discussions somebody could have uncovered a problem that can't be solved with the people in the room which puts everything mm. at risk so it's like okay what do we do yeah. There's also the other scenario, Charles, that you've got me thinking about, right? <clears throat> you've got people in a room and you, as a facilitator, you, you create that space, but you detect there's a lot of groupthink mm -hmm. going on in that the individual 
um, viewpoints are not coming across, how do you um, encourage the the individual viewpoints to come across rather than a groupthink scenario? Mm. Because sometimes when everyone is thinking in the same way, you lack that fresh perspective. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a way that we can use there is to, again, go back to smaller groups. Mm. Let's talk in pairs. So, and because sometimes I've got these uh, sessions where the, the boss, you know, the, the leader who's in a very senior position knows about that and says, I'm not going to participate because I might influence everything. Now, if you talk in pairs, he's only going to influence one pair, he or she, you know. Um, and, and then it's, it's all about distilling all these conversations so okay we do pairs and we talk about one topic and then maybe we switch pairs which would really mean that um, yes there is influence but it would not be as big as it was if we had like one person talking the whole time so that could be one option um, and then another option would be to if you see that there's a lot of group think I would flip the situation and and it's it's also a technique that i've learned from tiagi it's about let's say okay what can we do to achieve the success for our project great question mm -hmm. but gets us sometimes thinking in boxes and in group think what if we flipped the question and we said okay now you've got five minutes as a group find all the ways that we can do to make sure our project is an utter and complete failure great yeah. question People will start yeah. to laugh. They will go in many directions. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then what yeah. we do is we flip all these ideas and they will help us move towards. That's another great idea I want to take away. Mm. It's great for a risk workshop, Sharon, something yes. like that. Mm. Right? Yeah. It'll add more flavor to it. It will um, hopefully spark a lot more thoughts in, in people's minds yeah. and and get them looking at yeah what what can we fail at what you know, what can we do that's going to make this fail what's really going to keep us up at night yeah. all of those uglies will start coming yeah. out Definitely. which is what you want in that yeah. scenario right and, and maybe coming back to the role of the facilitator there i think it's really important that we don't take ourselves too seriously and then we can add some drama like okay folks now you know what <laughs> actually this is not a workshop to make sure that our project it's not the kickoff of our project actually no. we have been asked to make it fail because you know whatever and then you, you know you set the scene you really make them and again coming back to the first question if we know that we're there to make something fail we will talk freely so it will bring back some of that same space with safe space without saying that we did so but now i said yeah. so in a mm. podcast so maybe yeah. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> we were giving the game away I know. for all facilitators oh, that no. are trying to trying to do that. But I love that, and and that sense of drama it it kind of takes you out of the mundane, the TikTok, uh, the, you know, of the daily like life's uh, the daily rhythm. Yeah. Um, it 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 takes you out of that for a little bit. Gets you hopefully thinking outside of the box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Louis, how are you actually able to test the understanding now? And, you know, what techniques and strategies have you got to do that? Because people may nod in a room. We've all been there. Yep. When you say, do you understand? They nod and smile. 
But of course, we want to make sure that they actually understand. So what what techniques have you found useful? So this is something that I learned. um, Like, uh, I think it was roughly 10 years ago, the first time I worked with some fantastic colleagues in Mumbai. And we were working on some uh, payment card uh, processing things. And uh, basically, they were doing all the back office stuff, but it was the first time they were working on it. And I asked exactly the same question. I was just telling them something, and then do you understand something? We didn't have the video, but I'm sure they were doing the yes, nod, which (laughs) means actually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and... And indeed, uh, they they didn't understand everything, but they didn't want me to feel like bad. So one thing I use there uh, that I learned to do is like, okay, instead of asking, do you understand is I use a technique that I now call teach back. Great. Can you teach me back what I just said? I'm now the student, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, can you just like summarize the key points that we talked about? Or where do you see the challenges in the work? So it's more about, again, refining through through the questions. And I really like that because I always say, if, if I'm able to explain and summarize something back to someone, you're right, that means that I've understand it. Whereas if I'm unable to do that, then I probably it probably hasn't yeah. sunk in. And And this is really also where it's important to, there's a fine line because... If the question whether I want to be to, uh, people to work on is too specific, I will miss these sparks of creativity. Mm. So one thing I'm, I'm cultivating now is the concept of, is this question vague enough? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You want to leave that openness, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So like... I like that. Just enough to start a conversation but vague enough so that it can go either way. Hmm. I like that. that. Yeah. That leads me on to the next thing because it's good because you got me thinking on several levels and I know Sharon's also thinking about how to apply some of this, right, <laughs> yeah. in our day-to-day. This is really cool. So, like, um, all right, as a, as a leader, as a facilitator... And, and and the roles that Sharon and I have to play often, you know that you are heading towards a certain outcome mm. and you try and move towards that outcome. But it's very easy and you guys will, I know, will, will see this. It's very easy for you as a facilitator to know the outcome and start driving towards mm. it, but miss other things because that's what you want, yep. right? How do you get out of your own way and 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 be very um, in the moment and and be able to do that work on yourself in that moment whilst you're facilitating to get out of your own way so that the the natural conclusion can come, whether it actually meets your outcome or not. That's it. That's a different matter because you guide you you running towards your outcome that you want may not be the right thing you see where i'm coming from oh yes exactly and and, uh, my first answer would be be kind be Mm. kind to yourself first if you notice it when you notice it um i mean as a scrum master i i definitely remember some of the earlier retrospectives that i facilitated where i could clearly see 
the what the team would have to work on you know and yeah. and i would of course like direct this and then at some point uh uh Somebody, another facilita- uh, scrum master came and like, co-facilitated and then he noticed that and he said, oh, Charles-Louis, are you sure this is what the team needs right now? I said like, well, yeah, you know, because I've got this experience as a scrum master, but it's like, he asked the question again and are you sure this is what the team needs the most right now? And there was like, okay, hmm, yeah, probably not. And and so I think the key thing, and again, it's it's really about making sure that everyone can also i mean okay looking at yourself trying to see you in the moment and this is a Mm -hmm. skill that i practice every day because it's i'm still doing it and i'm still catching myself doing it so this is why my first answer is be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and then the second one is um you know you will probably notice at some point with the team having such a relationship with the team that they will tell you shall we you're driving this in a certain conclusion, aren't you? And I like it. Yeah. Mm. It's, you you got that feedback, right? Which is quite powerful because you but that happens once you cultivate that relationship with the team, right? Yeah. There needs to be that that yeah. openness that you've cultivated in the first place yeah, for them exactly. to say and think it's okay to say this. Yeah. And and you know, I think of course uh, it, it's a relationship that's being cultivated, so okay there's first the be kind (laughs) and then it's like if you catch yourself be transparent about it oh Mm -hmm. folks sorry Mm -hmm. i just realized that i'm pushing you in a certain direction and i see and you will notice it maybe in some sometimes you will have some you know um people who will start resisting or they will complain or they will you know or, or you know they will shut down and so this is really where hmm there's something off there it's funny as humans right guys how you get that that inner um guidance almost when you know something's off when you know that there isn't that openness happening within a group i can't explain it it's just there's something that you understand and instinctively you're like okay this is an area i need to develop or start opening up to to open the group up to new possibilities Mm. yeah Charles Louis, there's something that you touched on before, but I just want to loop back because particularly in my PMO world, and I'm sure Nisha's uh, seen it as well, mm. we're often in scenarios where there is the senior leadership in the room mm. and people are asked to be open, honest. The senior leader may go first, voice their opinion, and you just get everybody kind of follow what they're saying because they don't feel confident enough to challenge. You did touch on it before, but could you just kind of re-emphasize how you deal with those scenarios? Yeah, so really the, the, the key thing as a facilitator is to know that these things happen and you've touched upon it really. I mean, it's a key point indeed. If, if the senior person talks first, well, who am I going to be to say something slightly different to what's being said? Several options are for that. Either you make sure that they talk last, especially with the question, I mean, again, depending on the group size, if there's roughly 10 people in the room, we can have, you know, uh, everyone talking uh, on their own. Um, But like, for instance, with the opening question, why did you come to this workshop? 
you know, or what are your expectations for this workshop? Having the senior person talk last is great because everyone can say something and then the senior person can at least also read the room and then also yeah. maybe, okay, you talked about this, but we're not going to touch on this point. And so they can like clarify the expectations. And again, this comes back to your uh, earlier comment about, yeah, nodding, I got it. Instead of letting them talk first and then, you know, fill in the blanks. So that's one option. Another uh, another option would be, as, as uh, we talked on earlier, having smaller groups, having group talks. You know, like, okay, talk. Find a friend or somebody you haven't spoken much with and discuss about topic A, relevant to the workshop. And then switch groups. And then switch groups, maybe two, three times. Uh, and Nisha, you know this because in the storytelling workshops, we, we yeah. did that kind of thing. And what it does, it at some point, you know, even the senior person's pers um, uh, ideas or vision is mingled with everyone else's because I've had a conversation with the senior person and then I've had another uh, conversation with Sharon and then another one with Nisha and at some point I can't recall who said what and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's definitely something that I, I can definitely take away and yeah. apply and I like what you said there, maybe ask the senior person to talk last they don't always have to be the first person to talk. So you're creating that space and safety for the others to go ahead first. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to take and that on board. It's It might uh, not be easy the first time. Because they say, hey, but I've got my agenda, I want to tell them and so on. But as soon as they got it and they do it once, they will see the power of that. Mm. And, and and it's really something that I would encourage everyone, whether you're a facilitator or not, you know, and, and it's, yeah, but, you know, she's the most important person in the room. Well, OK, great. But maybe she doesn't have often the opportunity to hear others speak their mind. Yeah. And isn't there something so powerful about listening? Um, again, Nisha and I have spoken about this so much and we've had other guests come on and talk about the power in senior leadership, but just everybody just taking time to listen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So Charles Louis, we are <laughs> at that point in the podcast where we ask our guests for a key takeaway. So from the discussion that we've had, what would your key takeaway be, please? Uh, let me flip that question back to you first. Sure. Yeah. In order so, to, yeah. That is absolutely fine. So I think we've had so many great gems that I can apply immediately. One of them is when you do have senior leadership in these types of scenarios, they don't always have to be the person to talk first. Perhaps switch things up, use smaller groups, rotate the groups. Also, um, what I'm taking away from Charles Lewis is remember that things are dynamic. So even though we set the agenda at the start of the day, adapt, um, you know, we don't have to be so strict and say, oh, we're only going to cover these things. Use those breakout points to review, adapt and listen. So I've got so many things that I can take away. So thank you, Charles Louis. Yeah. Nisha, how about you? What's your takeaways? 
Oh, exactly as you, uh, Sharon. I have so many to take away. One that stands out um, is definitely kindness to yourself as a facilitator. So, and, and that actually keeps you in the moment. Um, and it also helps you tune in to what your other participants are feeling um, within, you know, those scenarios. And the fact that this does translate to online because I've seen Charles Louis do it. Um, so, you know, uh, if, if our listeners are thinking about this in terms of an in, in-person setting, um, fear not, because those small breakout rooms can be used to create um, those safe spaces and in those safe spaces uh, bring out uh, the best the best thinking that is needed for that moment. Um, so, yeah, those would be those would be my takeaways. Oh, also not forgetting, I love the idea of the celebrity um, interview. So with team leaders or even I can see that working well with product owners as well when teams want more of an insight into uh, product backlog items and things like that. So I like that Um, and it adds a bit of gamification to it. And Charlie knows I I love the the gamification side of our work. Thank you. So I'm now wondering what is left to add as a key takeaway. (laughs) But then again, you know, it demonstrated the power of having others talk first. Maybe one key takeaway that I didn't really talk about, but I think that's been lingering through our conversations, is, um, you know, uh, I'm going to use the metaphor of of, uh, the the movie Dumbo, you know, with that uh, elephant that gets a magic um, feather that allows him to fly. But actually, it's not the feather that allows him to fly. Sorry if I spoil the movie for you. Um, and, and so the, maybe the key takeaway is really trust yourself because you've got it in you. And trust yourself is going to work out in the end. I love that. Brilliant. That's such a good note to end on. And I wish all facilitators, including us, would remember that in the moment because then, you know, the the, uh, the sessions that we facilitate will flow so much better. Um, so thank you so much, Charles Louis. If people want to get hold of you um, and uh, speak with you, understand more about your, your experiences and the sessions that you run, what's the best way? Well, you, you've touched upon it at the start when you introduced me. The best way to contact me is through LinkedIn. Uh, and, uh, for, you know, uh, send me a note uh, and then I'll gladly uh, respond and learn more about you. Perfect, guys. You know how to get in touch with Charles Louis. Thank you for watching and listening. Look out for our next video and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Um, and subscribe so that you can uh, see and watch all of our um, videos coming up thank you bye thank you so much bye